Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, May 10th, 5.52 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures up a quarter cent at 7.72 and a quarter. December corn down a quarter at 7.10 and a half. July soybeans up three and a quarter at 15.88 and a half. November beans up three quarters of a cent at 14.47 and a half. July Chicago wheat up four and a half at 10.97 and a quarter. July Kansas City wheat up six and a quarter at 11.70 and a half. July spring wheat up eight and three quarters at 12.15 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave me a comment. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information every single business day. Morning email before 6 a.m. Central. That email includes a ton of information, uh, overnight headlines, weather maps, charts, graphics. Uh, You get my subscriber-only videos as part of this deal. I did a subscriber-only video yesterday. It was called Should I Roll My Put Options? And in this specific video, I talked about rolling options down, like maybe you bought an option. Maybe it's got some profitability associated with it. Should you roll that option down or should you leave it alone? I addressed uh, that particular question in this video. So if you guys are interested in this sort of content, uh, sign up for that premium deal. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Uh, This stuff's all mobile friendly. If you're on the go, uh, super easily accessible on your cell phone. Ukraine has urged global leaders to help unblock its ports. Ukraine's Zelensky said yesterday that the country's ports were at a standstill, which we all know at this point, and urged the international community to take immediate steps to end Russia's blockade. Zelensky said this, For the first time in decades and decades, in Odessa there is no regular movement of the merchant fleet. There is no routine port work. This has probably never happened in Odessa since World War II, and this is a blow not only to Ukraine— Within our agricultural exports, dozens of countries in different parts of the world are already on the brink of food shortages, and over time, the situation can can become, frankly, frightening. That's what Zelensky said. We still got reports regarding big backlogs of grain within Ukraine. They just can't get it out of the country. Some of it has gone west via rail, but the ports are, are closed. Farmers are active this spring, at least to some extent, but moving grain out of the country is going to be a tall task. On an unrelated note, and, and it's all related, but you know the news or the media, or mainstream at least, which is you know all garbage generally speaking, but they haven't been reporting on this as much as of late. Uh, I think personally the situation has, act- has actually escalated quite Quite a bit recently, especially uh, in regard to the United States. Just in the last week, you've had the U.S. Uh, essentially claim that our own intelligence here in the U.S., U.S. officials claiming that they helped uh, Ukraine to kill Russian generals, which is a huge deal. And secondly, they assisted Ukraine in sinking a Russian ship. So this situation is going in the wrong direction uh, fairly quickly here. I mean, it was just, what, a couple of months ago that we, we thought cutting— um, you know, Russia off from SWIFT was the big, biggest deal in the world. And now we're helping Ukraine kill Russian generals. This is a messy situation. Uh, it's, it still uh, makes me nervous a, li- a little bit, uh, just bigger picture. I mean, in regard to escalation, in regard to the threat of, of a nuclear uh, exchange, something along those lines. So this is a, a very scary situation here still, in my view, even though maybe it hasn't been covered uh, as much as, as it should be covered. 
Rains have kind of exited the Corn Belt here and most of the plains, at least for the moment. You've got some lingering stuff over South Dakota, over Minnesota here this morning, but a lot of the Corn Belt pretty much dry here. And there was a lot of rain over the last uh, week or so, certainly in a lot of areas. You're going to see some heat come into the plains and into the Corn Belt here. Uh, this is your high temperature on Thursday. I think that's about as hot as it's going to get. So you're still talking, I think even as early as today, you're going to see 80s in Iowa. And then uh, tomorrow and Thursday, it's going to be in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Uh, areas further east. The next seven days, you've got scattered rains, nothing super heavy. Um, a lot of Iowa is going to see up to an inch of rain over the next seven days. Uh, so there are definitely some areas that are not going to be uh, fantastic here in terms of planting conditions. Minnesota, a little bit wetter. Uh, North Dakota, still problematic, I think. Eastern Corn Belt, Illinois, and further east is going to be dry over the next week. And they've got those warm temperatures coming as well. So I think the trade is reading this as being a favorable forecast in regard to corn and soybean planting, but it's not perfect for everybody. Make no mistake about that. Um, we did have a crop progress report out yesterday. U.S. corn planting still very slow. Only 22% of the crop planted nationally, up from 14 last week, but way behind the 50% average. So we're still very slow here. This is the slowest U.S. corn planting pace since 2013. Iowa's 14% done versus 63 on average with corn. Illinois is 15% done versus 58 on average. Indiana's 11% done versus 58 on average. Ohio, 11% done with corn versus 39 on average. Minnesota's nine percent done versus 48 on average. South Dakota, 11% versus 32 on average. North Dakota, 1% done with corn versus 18 on average. Uh, Nebraska, a little bit better, 39% done versus 57 on average. Kansas, 46% done versus 50 on average. So still pretty slow here, but I don't think the market's trading this in regard to corn. I think the market is trading the forecast here for the next couple of weeks, among other things. Soybean planting also slow, only 12% complete nationally versus eight last week, uh, about half of the 20 24% average. So we are slow in regard to beans also. No surprise there. Winter wheat conditions did improve marginally. 29% of the crop rated good to excellent, up from 27 the week prior, still way below the 50% average. This is a terrible winter wheat rating despite the improvement. You've still got 39% of that winter wheat crop rated poor to very poor. That's down from 43 last week, but that's a very high poor to very poor rating. Spring wheat planting slow, 27% complete versus 19 last week behind the 47% average. Malaysia may cut its export tax on palm oil. We've uh, heard a little bit about palm oil here recently. Um, Indonesia was going to restrict exports or something along those lines. Uh, but Malaysia is actually talking about cutting export taxes, which would uh, maybe help to fill a global shortage of edible oils. Uh, any such cut would be temporary. It would maybe cut the rate in half, uh, potentially, but it, it wouldn't be uh, decided until early June, according to this Reuters report here this morning. Uh, Malaysia is a big deal when it comes to palm oil. They are, they are the second largest uh, producer and I believe the second largest exporter also, Indonesia is first in both categories. The outside markets are a mess. The S&P lost another 3.2% yesterday, posted its worst close since March of 2021. Uh, the S&P is now down 16% year to date. It's down 17% from its all-time high. Spot month WTI crude oil futures lost $7 per barrel yesterday. The bond market was higher, but bonds have generally trended lower. They posted the worst start 
uh, to any calendar year on record when you look at like the global bond indexes. So you've got just trillions of dollars flowing out of stocks and bonds. And I would say risk assets, but bonds aren't typically considered to be a risk asset. So it's just money flowing out of everything. Uh, the Fed is focused on taming inflation. They have completely reversed course after years of easy money policies. So I suppose the, the assumption here is that cash is moving to the sidelines, which is a very odd play in a inflationary environment. Uh, we're going to see another inflation print tomorrow uh, morning. Could this selling pressure make its way into our grain markets? Um, that's a good question. I'm going to uh, do my subscriber-only video on that very topic uh, today, as a matter of fact. The cattle market actually turned in a decent performance yesterday, all things considered. I mean, it is big sell-off in the outside markets, but um, higher close in the nearby June futures in live cattle, uh, higher in August, uh, just slightly lower in the back months. Feeders were mixed, uh, not much cash trade to speak of. The hog market got beat up again. That thing uh, is pretty ugly. In the outside markets, we've got the U.S. dollar about flat, recovery in the stock market. The S&P's up 30, the Dow's up 2 20. Uh, bonds are up. Precious metals mixed. Crude oil is down to $1.63 in the June WTI at 101.46. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.